All right, folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Wednesday night as I am recording this following the Denver Nuggets' second preseason game. The Nuggets, they dropped their game to the Golden State Warriors. Final score doesn't really matter, but it was 118-116. Uh, it is very interesting to see how this preseason has gone so far. And given some of the injuries, given some of the absences, I feel like we've learned more about this Nuggets team than we probably would have had everybody stayed healthy. Had everybody, had we just been working on the, the primary rotation, don't necessarily give Bones Highland his great opportunity, Bull Bull an opportunity, seeing Zeke Naji a little bit. Uh, but kind of with some of the absences here, and obviously that's not something you root for, but given that they've happened and given that Denver has been in a position where, hey, just in this past game, they're starting point guard, shooting guard, small forward, all out. So they instead started Monte Morris, P.J. Dozier, and Austin Rivers. Uh, P.J. at the three, by the way. So they lose 118-116 to the Golden State Warriors, and that was fine. It doesn't really matter. Got to see some of the strengths and weaknesses of the group. But the main story tonight, I think, was the return of Nikola Jokic. Was the MVP returning, and immediately after, I don't know, one practice, two practices with the team? Just looking like a boss. Looking great out there. Playing with the same poise and energy and physicality and skill that you're looking for from Nikola Jokic. And the line was was what it was, but in 16 minutes, all in the first half, he was playing great. 17 points in those 16 minutes. Uh, almost outdid Michael Porter when he had 23 and 22. But in this one, Jokic has kind of the, the primary offensive force in the starting lineup, does his job. 17 points, 7 of 11 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, did have 0 free throw attempts, so there's if there's one qualm, it's that he wasn't able to get to the line. He also did kind of look at the ref sideways a couple times after uh, not necessarily getting the call, which that's probably going to be something that, we, that we're doing a lot this year once again, just based off of what Draymond Green was able to get away with tonight. Nearly got away with murder. Um, but Jokic looked great. He looks like the Joker. Shot the ball extremely efficiently, and the way that he was shooting the three, that's an exciting thing. Because what really helped accentuate his growth over the over the course of these past couple years was just how confident he is as a three point shooter. When he is hitting from the outside it makes it so much easier for him to pick and choose his spots when he's driving to the lane, when he's trying to get inside, be physical. If he doesn't always have to do that, if he doesn't have to get into the mid-range, get even a little bit physical, stays on the perimeter, hits open threes, that's the way to go. And he looked great at it tonight. Made some good defensive plays against Steph Curry, against Draymond Green, Nemanja Bielitsa. It wasn't perfect. Uh, There were definitely some opportunities where his lack of foot speed, his inability to get in front of guys to rotate well on the perimeter sort of made some things uh, a little bit 
yeah, just just a little bit more difficult uh, for Denver's defense. But what really stands out against this Warriors group was that the Nuggets actually played, played pretty good defense with Jokic out there when they had three guards, Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic. Excuse me, Nikola Jokic, because oh, can't uh, can't have a uh, a voice crack like that. Good lord, um, I don't think that's surprising either, because you're never going to be an elite defense around Jokic when you have to defend Steph Curry. Uh, but what they were able to do was they were able to cut off some of the the things that he was best at. Uh, Jokic played up on the level, way above uh, kind of the level of the screen sometimes. Uh, really tried to cut off some of those shooting locations that he likes to pull up from. And I thought he did a good job of, of limiting Curry to only only four of six from three, or at least helping with that. And then with Draymond and Nemanja Bielitsa out there a lot of the time, when Kevon Looney's out there, that that's okay for Jokic. He's perfectly fine there. When Draymond is defending him, but they have Nemanja Bielitsa out there, I think that almost helps Jokic out a little bit more. When you're putting Draymond, instead of at the the five, you're putting him at the four and then putting a stretch five out there. That almost gives Jokic a little bit of time off. He just has to not get too far away from Nemanja Bielitsa. And if Bielitsa's hitting three, four, five threes against Jokic, he, he, he hit some shots tonight, don't get me wrong. But if he's hitting shots out there, that's fine. Like, you're still taking it away from Curry. So that's kind of how the Warriors are kind of wired here, especially against Jokic. But there's this general assumption that Jokic won't be enough for the Nuggets to be dominant in the regular season. And even without uh, their starting point guard, their starting shooting guard, small forward in Murray, Barton, and Porter, uh, the Nuggets were really playing extremely well against this Warriors group led by Jokic, and what he was doing out there in kind of captaining everything, making sure the ball got to the place that it needed to be, being the focal point, but also just being a decoy at various points and helping others get their shots too. Uh, They were good enough defensively, and then still great offensively, even without all of that talent. Against a, a defensive team in the Warriors, that was really good last year. They ranked, I think, fifth defensively. So I know it was a preseason game, tough to take too much away from it, but this to me seems like a a good example that rather than just like Jokic not being dominant anymore, he's still going to be dominant in these situations. Just because he came off of an MVP season doesn't mean he's going back to 20 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists Jokic. He's still going to be up over 25. He's still going to be putting a ton of pressure on the rim and a ton of pressure on the perimeter, and then having the touch on the the inner portions of that in between the three and the restricted area that sort of bends the defense and warps it to his his scoring will. So I'm going to go ahead and make a bet that he has kind of figured out the Warriors. He struggled against them last year, didn't really know how best to go against them from an offensive perspective. Um, Draymond was being very physical with him. Kevon Looney was playing very well against him. 
Uh, when they didn't have James Wiseman out there, the Warriors, then they were a completely different animal defensively. Uh, but if he goes against Wiseman, he's going to be fine. If he goes against Bielitsa, he's going to be fine. If he goes against Draymond, he just can't have two-handed shoves into his back, and then he'll be fine. Uh, but it seems to me like he's in a really good spot. And even without Porter, the Nuggets were still generating really good offense. Even without Barton and Murray, they were still generating really good offense. That is a good sign. And I'm just looking forward to seeing if they can continue it. Uh, let's see how they how they continue to play over the course of these next three games in this preseason. And then potentially if they could uh, improve beyond that when Porter gets back. When, he's, when he and Barton and Jokic and Gordon and Morris are all in the lineup. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, next game for Jokic and, and the Nuggets is against Cat in Minnesota. Uh, that should be always interesting to see those two go up against each other, even if it's the, just the preseason. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the starters. But first, uh, this podcast, as you know, is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. They continue to do great deals throughout the NFL season, but they're also going to have some deals for the NBA going forward. Uh, the opening night is just over a week away. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what props they have that come out. Uh, they'll have some special game props that come out with those teams. Uh, I'm very curious to see if Giannis is going to play. And if he is going to play, I will be betting the over on his points. That seems like a very good foregone conclusion. Uh, but if you want to bet on DraftKings, if you want to bet on the Nuggets, uh, make sure to sign up. Use promo code MHS when you do. That's for Mile High Sports MHS uh, to let them know that you came from us. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. We're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's go to the other four starters who I think it's it's the most important factor in all of this is going to be these four other starters. Uh, Bones was great off the bench. Don't get me wrong. Jermichael Green was great. We'll get to them. Uh, but let's start with the starters. And Aaron Gordon is the guy that I'm once again going to start with. Um, beyond Jokic, it just seems like Aaron Gordon has found a new gear. It seems like he has spent a lot of time, just like everybody said, spent a lot of time being more physical, spent a lot of time working on his jumper, working on basically every aspect of his game. And he looks great. It's not like, it's not perfect efficiency. It's not elite efficiency. I think there's still some stuff inside the arc that when he gets bodied up by guys that are strong as him, uh, he is going to struggle at times to be efficient when he's creating his own offense, especially like in the post, uh, off the dribble, when he gets to that mid-range area. Had a nice pull-up earlier in this game, uh, but he's still somebody that I worry about just a little. Uh, 16 points on 12 shots, though. Two of three from three, four of four from the free throw line. I said on last pod that the shooting form 
looked good. He was noticeably more smooth in both areas, both as a three-point shooter and a free-throw shooter. And though the results weren't there last game, I think he went one of four from three, one of four from the free-throw line, two of three and four of four. That sounds a lot better. That's a good recovery. So hopefully that's a good sign that it trends more in that direction as opposed to some of the, the more efficient nights. But, and, he, and he's probably not going to change his entire profile as a shooter because let's face it, he, he didn't come into the league as a shooter. It usually takes guys until they're 30 in order to really start rounding into form as outside shooters when, when they're trying to convert their games. But if that's something that he could do, if he was shooting a competent 35 to 38% for every month of the season, uh, being very competent and, and comfortable in that situation, it opens up the floor a lot more for a Dunkets team that without their elite guards, they're relying a lot on Monte Morris and PJ Dozier, who they don't necessarily put a ton of pressure on the three-point line either. So Denver needs to have spacing. They need to be able to create room for Jokic to operate at his best. Porter gives him that room. Let's hope that Gordon can as well. Uh, but it's not just the the shooting that I think looks good. He, he's been very impactful in all phases. Another four rebounds, another three assists, only one turnover tonight. Uh, played within himself, but also tried to push the boundaries a little bit, and I thought that he did reasonably well. Mr. Reverse Dunk that he'll probably throw down in the regular season. He was pretty ambitious on that. But if he does that, then he's 6 of 12 and he has 18 points, and that's pretty good. So, was a team high plus 10 in the plus minus. Just a lot of good energy surrounding Aaron Gordon right now, and that's a good sign. Also, P.J. Dozier. A lot of good energy surrounding Dozier today, too, and over the, the last game as well. I think that he has been the best guard on the team so far this preseason, and I don't think it's close. 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals. One of five from three isn't great, but he was playing with confidence out there and taking those shots in rhythm. Uh, sometimes you're going to hit them, sometimes you're not. If he makes one more of them, then he's shooting 40% on the night. Uh, but the one that he did hit was a four-point play. Very important that he hits a shot like that. He's playing with confidence, playing with poise, making good decisions. Uh, he's been the best guard. And though Bones Highland has pushed him, I think, I don't think there's really other competitors there. And what he does defensively is just so important that as a six foot six guard, somebody who is going to get bodied up a little bit by the biggest players, Andrew Wiggins tonight took four shots. He scored four points. He was one of four, then went two of four from the free throw line, just completely out of rhythm and basically a net negative. So that's one thing that if you've got Dozier out there and you've got a player who is kind of a swing piece for for a team like the Warriors in, in Wiggins, that when he's going to be out there, Denver can still slide Dozier to the three and feel comfortable. He'll hit a, he'll hit a shot every now and then. Don't get me wrong. I think he hit a really nice mid-range shot. But if Dozier's the one that's kind of taking him out of things while also forcing some turnovers, making some good rotations, preventing threes, things like that. That's a win. That's absolutely a win. So if you can get that level of defense 
while also getting some good offensive production. Maybe he showed some playmaking last game, showed some scoring tonight. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for him. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, that he is going to be the sixth man to start the year, get about 25 minutes a night. Somebody who plays a bunch of different positions will play the one, the two, the three, and even the four if you don't have Gordon or Porter on the floor. And he's going to be Malone's Swiss Army knife. Malone highlighted his versatility tonight, and I tend to agree. That's something that he is going to bring to the table that nobody else on the team can. Dozier said post-game that it was nice to be needed, and I tend to agree with that as well. Austin Rivers took that flying knee kick from Draymond Green, which absolutely should have been an ejection. Uh, Kind of some home cooking, if you ask me, that he wasn't ejected, or maybe they're going nice on preseason, but pretty bad. I think what, what we saw from Draymond Green, where he was clearly not like in control and then also kicked his knee up in the process of trying to like contest our Austin Rivers' shot. It's really bad. So it is what it is. But I I think that Rivers hasn't really had a great preseason so far. Hasn't shot the ball the ball really well either game. Uh didn't really defend Jordan Poole well tonight. That probably says more about Jordan Poole and how good he is and how good he's getting versus how good Austin Rivers is as a defender. Um, But the fact that Rivers couldn't really do anything to slow him down other than Poole just missing open shots, uh, that's not great. And if you need somebody to slide into that starting spot uh, when when Will Barton is out, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Um might be to the point that Bones Highland might be a better option there and then leaving uh, Faku and Rivers off the bench. But I'm very curious to see what what Rivers' role is going to end up being when everybody's healthy because it could go either way. And the last one, Monte Morris uh, thought he defended Steph reasonably well tonight. That's the first line of the, the reports that when you go up against the Warriors, if you're the point guard, it's how you defended Steph. Unless you're Jamal Murray, in which case it's, did you match up with Steph well from a, a points, rebounds, assist perspective? Um, I thought that Monte did a reasonable job, only got lost once or twice. And as it turns out, one of those was at, right at the end of the half. And that's kind of bad. <laughs> I think he, he rotated, uh, Gordon rotated as well to the corner and doubling somebody in the corner rather than leaving Steph open. That's a, that's a pretty bad decision, but, uh, Offensively, just kind of a standard Monte night. Nothing really special about it. Eight points, four of seven from the field, uh, mostly inside the arc. Uh, did get a couple other plays in there and and made a couple defensive plays, but I think he needs to start getting up some more threes. Uh, wasn't really active from the three-point line tonight, and that's something that he's going to have to start hunting for. Maybe the ball just didn't find him tonight, and, and that's okay, but... I think he needs to be an outside shooting presence, and it can't just be put to Michael Porter, can't just be put to Jokic. He has to be somebody who shoots 40% a night, like 40% on the season, and and maybe gets up four to five threes a night when he's uh, 
when he's just in his normal spots. That's how it's going to be while Jamal Murray is out. They're going to need somebody to step up there. So hope Morris can do it. It makes the most sense if Morris does it. Uh, But yeah, hey, fine all-around performance. Nothing too special. Let's take a final break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the rest of the bench, including Bones Highland. We'll be right back. back final segment pickaxe and roll ryan blackman here thank you so much for tuning in if you could leave a rating and review on apple podcasts that would be super cool uh in the process of moving always have some of that uh that instability and and and, and trying to figure out what the hell's going on so if i could read a nice review say good luck on your move ryan that would be awesome that would be great good lord um okay bones highland uh how would he follow up his initial performance in which I think he deserves an A or an A plus on the first game? How do you follow that up as a rookie? It's your second ever game. You're going up against the Warriors who have Stephen Curry. How are you going to approach it? And I think it's pretty clear that he has been the second best guard in the preseason thus far. And that is like, that's pretty important for a rookie. That is really, really impressive. Uh, tonight, Wasn't the most efficient scoring night, had 11 points on 11 shots, but he also had six assists compared to just one turnover. He was in a position tonight where, despite the fact that he was playing with Faku a ton, Faku was deferring to Bones and giving him the ball to make decisions. And it wasn't like he wasn't always bringing the ball up, but there were times where he did. He pushed the pace well in a lot of those cases, got got the Nuggets into their sets pretty early. And also found some some open lanes. Thought he did a really nice job of just taking what the defense gave him. uh, But also approaching his matchup tonight. uh, Had a really nice, I think it was against Juan Juan Toscano Anderson. I think it was was either at the beginning of the second or the fourth. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was the second. Where it gets the ball against Juan Toscano Anderson, drives to the rim, gets right around him, contorts his body for a layup, does a great job of using his length once again. Uh, that 6'9 wingspan really stands out. Uh, got another two steals. It's a really, really all-around impressive performance, but in a different manner than the last one. Where he got to the rim at will last game, but in this game, got six assists. One turnover. Stayed the course. Stayed in control. Thought he was the, the best guy on that deep bench for sure in that fourth quarter. That despite the fact that the uh the Warriors were going on their run, they were having success, he was still hustling around out there. He was still making his good reads and rotations. I didn't think that he was in any way, shape, or form at fault. But he was trying to pick up guys, trying to uh he was clapping, trying to get them motivated, trying to get them into a position where they could be successful. And that's that energy that you need. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see. I think that he clearly has the respect of his teammates. And it, it bears out in the post-game interviews. Uh, Michael Malone, Nikola Jokic, P.J. Dozier. 
They were all asked today about Bones Highland. And everything was glowing. Everything everybody says about the player is growing, or glowing, excuse me. He just has his teammates' respect. The mentality, the energy, the willingness to be a teammate, that's the most important thing that when you're coming into a into a situation where you're trying to make it in the NBA, you've been drafted in the first round, everybody's excited for you, but you're also there to take somebody's job in all likelihood, and rather than approach it like that, Bones just seems like he wants to help the team win as well as best as he can and do it in any way, shape, or form. He brings the positive energy, brings the good vibes, and I think he's earning it. Like, he really is earning this spot in the rotation that if it's Faku that gets cut, if it's Austin that gets cut, if it's, I don't know, anybody else who gets cut, Bones has earned it. I think the PJ should play over him, but I think that Bones should be the second guard off the bench. That while, uh, while Murray is out, I think the guard rotation should go. Morris and Barton is the starters because that's the, the continuity that you need. And then Bones and PJ as the primary guards off the bench. And then maybe Faku as that 10th that tenth man, which is kind of crazy, but I think it's also kind of deserved. So I want to see how that configuration looks, how Faku and, and uh, how Faku, Bones, and PJ play together. For that to happen, everybody needs to get healthy. But I think that might be Denver's best unit. I think there's, there's at least something to it. So we're going to have to see. But he's clearly earned the respect. He's clearly earned this opportunity. He's played the most minutes of every player in both games. And he's made the most of that. Uh, can say that more than some other guys, for sure. Jermichael Green looks ready to go. Really good performance defensively tonight. Uh, he hit multiple threes. He has good chemistry already with Bones, with Austin Rivers, and with Faku especially from last year. Uh, but it really stands out. I think that Jamichael, like, he's kind of been lost in the shuffle in a lot of this. But I still sort of pencil him in for 16 to 20 minutes a night, just doing his job, doing everything that he needs to. And I think he's been the better backup center than Bol Bol and then Jeff Green. So if anybody's going to be penciled into minutes off the bench other than PJ, I think you got a pencil in Jamichael Green. It's been really, really good. Jeff Green, more steady, more of a shooter and scorer than anything. There were some good opportunities there uh, for him tonight where he, he got into a good situation where he's just rotating well on both ends of the floor, just being the smart, heady veteran that you need. Um, just switches and plays that fundamental defense and hit some threes, had a good drive to the rim. Only one rebound tonight, and he has one total in uh, both preseason games. So also has a team low plus minus in his minutes. So something to monitor. It's I'm, I'm definitely not here to spout the, the positives and negatives of plus minus uh, and ju- just like the praises of it. But... It is at least something to monitor that he he hasn't been. I think he was the team low in the last game as well. So there might be some Jeremy Grant stuff there where he's doing some helpful stuff, but it's not really bearing out in the in the plus minus of it all. So we will see. 
Okay. Uh, Bowl Bowl. I've got a few more guys, but let's get to Bowl Bowl. This was not a good game uh, at all. Here's the good. Uh, he had a rebound, pushed the ball on transition to Bones. Bones hit him back for his only three, for his only uh, real points of the evening. Um, and that was fine. That was good. It was a good play. Did have six rebounds in 17 minutes. Got a couple of nice blocks when he was rotating. Um, but the rest of the offense was awful. It, it was really, really bad. And 0-4 inside the arc, four turnovers, just wasn't great on the defensive end either against the against the perimeter attack for Golden State. Uh, he looked like a mess out there. And you hate to see that because I, I do think that he was giving effort. And anybody says that he wasn't giving effort, I think is lying. Um, he's trying to be in the right places. And perhaps when he when you don't play a ton and, and when you're playing the three, and he was playing the three tonight, uh, especially in the in the first half when he was with Jeff Green and Jermichael Green. Um, he was playing the three, and he matched up against Andrew Wiggins, matched up against uh, some of the other perimeter players like Damian Lee. Uh, he did his best, and I don't think you can give him a pass for it entirely. Because Denver has other guys that they need to get minutes for. P.J. Dozier being one. Bones Highland being another. Those guys consistently good mentality. But I do think that Bull Bull's issues tonight almost were more due to the situation in a lot of cases. Uh, I do want to see this lineup again. Like I, I think it's important to see Bull Bull playing next to both greens. And seeing if it works against a team that isn't the Golden State Warriors, where they they get up a lot of threes. Does this work against uh, the Charlotte Hornets? Does this work against the Minnesota Timberwolves in a couple days? Does this work against the Oklahoma City Thunder? Because if that's the case, then you may want to keep the rotation open a little bit and try to minimize the minutes of some of your, your top guys. So I don't think that I would be definitive in this, but Bull Bull, not a good game. Not something you really want to build on. Um, just gotta gotta keep the effort high. And if he does get benched, then it can't be moping around. It can't be oh, I'm back into my situation where I'm being Eeyore all the time, and the world is out to get me and whatnot. No, like it's just there. There's a lot of good players in the NBA. There's a lot of good players on the Nuggets, and they're all trying to to play. Now, one thing that he's going to get credit for is that Vlako Chanchar and Zeke Naji have been awful, both of them, in, in both of these two games. So he's not exactly getting a bunch of pressure from behind him. And, like, there's nobody behind him that's going to push him that much at this point. But if the Nuggets need something stable, they're not going to get it from Bull Bull if he turns it over four times each game, he can't be he can't be turning the ball over and and not looking the ball into his hands when he tries to catch it. He can't be traveling twice a game. He can't be doing the offensive screening fouls. Having that high of a turnover rate is not sustainable. So, he's got to figure it out. Got to be more stable. Got to be more patient. Unfortunately, a lot of that comes from playing. A lot of that comes from playing through your mistakes, figuring out how to do it. 
Denver may just not have the time, though. So we're going to have to see. This is a very interesting situation. All right, three more guys. Faku Campazzo, just doing what he normally does, made his shots today, played the pest role defensively. Like I said in the bones section, took kind of a backseat as a ball handler. Uh, did handle a little bit, ran the pick and pop a few times with uh, Jamichael Green, Ball Bowl, Jeff Green, etc. But most of what he did was he brought the ball up the floor, rotated it around, and usually high handed it off to Bones in a lot of cases. So I, th- I think I just find that fascinating that they're in the situation where that's the best case for this bench unit right now. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Marcus Howard got up shots. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the final number on it was. Let me just check that real quick. Uh, Marcus Howard, 2 of 8 in 16 minutes, and at one point, he was 0 of 6 in 5 minutes, 0 of 7 in 6 minutes, so he was getting up shots in in quick order. Uh, good to see him make the last couple. Good to see him do something of, of value there, but uh, I don't like the gunner mentality from him. Like, I think that it is his approach. It's It's how he's always played. That's his shot, his ticket into an NBA rotation is his jumper. So it's hard for me to criticize there. It's just not something the Nuggets need. Like they they need stability. They need somebody who can do all the other little stuff while the rest of their guys kind of operate. And Bones, I think, is good enough as a, as that gunner type, as somebody who can get his shots but also run offense. You don't want to take the ball out of his hands. So Marcus Howard touching and shooting the ball every time he touches it, I'm not a big fan of that in this in this segment, but it is what it is. It was garbage time. And then Zeke Naji, uh, he's about to put himself in the doghouse. Uh, Michael Malone was very unhappy with how the team performed in the fourth quarter. Uh, said that guys are just running to the middle of the floor, not really understanding that Golden State, they're getting up threes and you have to defend the perimeter. You have to match up. I think Zeke was kind of a big problem there. Um, not the only problem. I thought the Vlatka was extremely lazy in this game as a defender. Um, but Zeke wasn't much better, and I don't think he moved very well. I'm not. I'm just not sure what he's adding on the defensive end. Um, his big claim for this Nuggets team was that he matched up with those big wings, those big forwards, really well. But the problem is that not all teams have those guys. And a lot of them are big-time starters. And I'm just not sure what Zeke specifically is going to do against the likes of an actual, just like normal rotation that uses those guys as pick-and-pop guys, as floor-spacing guys, and just doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot other than screen, roll, and pop, and shoot. So he's going to need to find his role. He's going to need to stick with it. It seems like he's been passed by Bull Bull in the rotation pretty definitively here. Uh, but Zeke can work back from that. He just needs to work hard and provide elite energy and make the most of the opportunities that do come. He can't hang his head. And if he does, then he's, he's just not going to get into the rotation for the second year in a row. So, something to think about. Okay. Next thing, Nuggets are playing the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday at Ball Arena. Will that game be broadcast on altitude? I think so, but I, I, for what it's worth, I guess. I don't know. Does it even matter? It's a, 
it is what it is, but it's a good opportunity for Denver to improve. Minnesota is a good basketball team now. I think that they are uh, going to be fundamentally sound. Towns as their main guy, but also D'Angelo Russell. Uh, You've got Anthony Edwards kind of helping to run the show over there. And you've got some good other faces and Chris Finch running the show as the coach. So should be interesting to see them. Uh, And it's another opportunity to improve. Hopefully we see Will Barton and Michael Porter back in the rotation. But until then, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm going to be moving on Saturday, so I'm not sure whether I'm going to have another podcast up this week. It has been craziness, and I am doing my best to keep my head above water in this situation. So if you don't hear from me again, that is probably why. Uh, we are going to see, though. I'm, I'm very excited about my situation and how this is going to ultimately end up. I'm looking forward to covering the Nuggets in continued interesting ways, and hopefully you guys agree. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Peace.